How's it going, mi gente? Welcome to DC Talks Podcast. I am your host. Wait, I'm not talking about DC Comics, which is awesome, or DC Talk, the Christian rock rap band from the 90s. Shout out to Toby, Kevin, and Michael, obviously. Anyways, not talking about those things. I am your host, Daniel Camacho, and this podcast is dedicated to talking about God, truth, life, uh, you might hear some rants and hopefully definitely lots of laughs. So join me in this conversation. Share this, subscribe as we talk about things that matter. God bless you and stay tuned for more and more to come. You might know him as Daniel Camacho. Now let's talk about this. Como tamo mi gente? Welcome to DC Talks Podcast. This is episode 5 and it is titled, What If I Stumble? This is actually part 1 due to the fact that we can talk about this for many, many, many hours, maybe days and months and years this is actually from a song, What If I Stumble, off the album, Jesus Freak, DC Talk. I know the original ones. <laughs> I am actually a huge Toby Mac fan. My wife actually, for one of our wedding anniversaries, got me tickets and we drove up all the way to Tampa. I live in South Florida. Drove up all the way to Tampa to go see him live. I was extremely blessed. Uh, to this day, still listen to his music. And what's even crazier, I'm mean, this album. Uh, Jesus Freak and the song that we got from What If I Stumble I actually used to listen to it as a kid I think I was 10 years old when this cassette came out I remember listening to the cassette in my friend's car you know after church and just you know we had you know side A and then you had a side B if you know you know if you don't you're like what are you talking about anyways um, extremely um, important album I would say because it just marked my life about being bold for Christ is just the fact how they were becoming a famous band, both in the Christian and secular, and they decided, uh, by God's grace, I have to, you know, it had to be God to. They didn't care if people labeled them Jesus freaks. So, anyways, but one of the songs there before I start, like you know, talking about the group and talking about this because it can go on. One of the songs there, which the episode is titled after, is "What If I Stumble." Now I'm gonna read the chorus real quick, so that way we can get into the talk. And it actually goes, what if I stumble, what if I fall, what if I lose my step and I make fools of us all? Will the love continue when my walk becomes a crawl? What if I stumble and what if I fall? I mean, just right out the gate, man, it's super heavy, but not even that, it's just super honest. And if you're listening to this podcast, uh, I want to I be honest with you. Grace, God's grace is amazing. <laughs> and, and I know I'm not just saying that because I have to or, you know, there there are these phrases that people say. They say, hey, fake it, you know, till you make it. And we live in a world where everything has filters and everything looks picture perfect. And, 
you know, it's a facade and everybody, you know, what they post on social media, they want you to, they want you to think that they're doing better than they actually are. And if we can have an honest conversation about what's going on in the inside, I mean, this is happening in the church and out of the church. So if you've listened to me, you know, before this, like if you follow me on my other page, like my just my personal page and or the church's page, um, for those who know, I'm not just a husband, father and Christian. I'm also a pastor. Planted House of Hope Church back in 2008. Now, my father was a pastor as well for 23 years. So I was raised in the church. And the statistics on uh, PKs, you know, that's pastor's kids, who actually continue to go to church and stuff like that or become pastors, or, you know, just in that general. It's actually shocking. But, you know, it's funny how we've seen a lot of people, quote unquote, they say they've been hurt by the church. They've been hurt by the organizations and stuff like that. And they leave and they feel judged. And there's so much that is going on. Right. So but this episode is just dedicated um, just to talking about that, you know, because when we look at Christianity or we look at life, you know, people may put you on a pedestal or people may put you uh, on, on a level that you're uncomfortable with or they're looking to you, whether you, you know, your job, your family, whatever it may be. And you, you feel like you, you can't fail them. You know, what would happen if, if what you know, what's a good question is what would people actually think of you if they knew what was going on in your heart and your mind? And these are things sometimes we don't want to talk about. And that's why even the lyrics are so uh, refreshing, if I could say, like, if I fall or like this line, which I love, it says, what if my walk becomes a crawl? You know, will the love continue? And we live in a world where, you know, again, being a pastor of a church, a lot of people will look up to you with, you know, wanting you to be perfect and wanting you to have all the answers. And sometimes they're like, what do you mean you're struggling? And I remember even standing before the congregation in the church and even just being honest with them and letting them know, hey, you know, I may need God more than you need God. And for some, it's like, what do you mean? And for others, it's like, man, I can follow a man who, who understands that he doesn't trust in his own strength, but he trusts in the Lord. I mean, that's another conversation there. You know, and we we see what's going on, like I said, in social media. And we see what this... Uh, you know, the, the filters and trying to look perfect. And the reality is that we're human beings and no one is perfect. And we all need grace. And, and you know, it's crazy because we, we when we even look in the Bible, the same grace that God gives to us, we should give the same grace to others. In the same way that God has forgiven me and you, we should forgive others. Obviously, this is easier said than done, okay? But I will say this, you know, in my 36 years of living, my father being a pastor and then me pastoring and then just being a husband and a father and working and trying to, you know, for, uh, you know, um, you know, to just live and, and provide, I should say, for my family. You know, it's never easy. You know, it's never easy. And I will say this, I have a few stories that I want to share with you just that, you know, because people will tell me, well, Danny, you, you always talk about grace, you know, in the church, you're always talking about grace and grace this and grace that. Is it because of Reformed theology? Is it because of Keller or Piper or, or Paul Washer? Like, why why do you say the things you say? Is it because of these things? And and I had to say, you know, the first picture of grace or the, I would say the message of grace I actually really learned it was through my father. 
Like I said, he was a pastor for 23 years, and I would see people in the church sometimes, you know, commit sins or fall as a, or stumble. And I would see people be like, oh, he does, they, this person does, does not deserve to play in the church. They don't, they, you know, maybe you should kick them out of the church. You should do this and you should do that. And uh, and my father would extend grace. And he was like, no, no, no. And, and people used to get mad at my father. And I remember there was this instance of, you know, someone in the church committing a sin and, and my father being gracious to them. And it's not that my dad was an amazing or perfect person. It's just... I remember he told me, he goes, Danny, as long as they have breath in their lungs, there's hope. And that stuck with me. So when people talk, why do you always talk about grace or all these things? It's because I learned it through my father. And it's funny because I've seen so many pastors extend grace, right? I've seen so many people, leaders and, and staff extend grace. And then when they have a moment that they stumble, that they don't receive grace, and I remember that kind of shocked me or that kind of shook me, I should say, to kind of go back to see what the Bible actually says. To going back to the basics or returning to what, you know, not simply how I was raised, but what does it actually say? What did Christ say? And it's if we're honest, it sounds radical because he came to save sinners like you and me. And, and when I would read Romans and started reading Galatians and just different books in the Bible, I would see that. The message of the gospel wasn't just preached to the people outside. It was also preached to the people inside. You know, I need God every day. You need God every day. The world needs God. And what Christ coming kind of put everything like on, on the same playing field, right? He put it all the same level so that way, you know, no one can point and say, well, I did this and I did that. No, 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 no. None of us. Should be saying that, you know. And you know what's crazy? None of us have more righteousness than God. Like we're not more just than God. And we're not more merciful than God. You know, and saying this, you know, just talking to my kids and letting them know what the scriptures say. You know, the law, when I when I say the law, I mean God's law, right? The law, you know, it condemns us, right? What we actually need is the gospel. And the gospel actually what sets us free. It's what saves us. It's what keeps us. You know, on Sunday in church, I was listening to the gentleman preach, and he, I mean, it was on fuego. I mean, the sermon was, it was dope. It was just powerful. It shook me. I mean, and he he used a quote from Martin Luther, and and the quote was, it went something like this. It says, he says, when I look, you know, to myself, when I look in me, I say, how can I be saved? But when I look to Jesus, I say, how can I be? lost and that is just amazing you know early on you know when we started the church you know we we met up with different pastors and years later just met with different pastors from different denominations whether they're lutheran or presbyterians or baptists or pentecostal whatever it is we would sit down and talk and and i remember having a conversation with a few pastors and we're talking about you know how does the church deal with men of god or pastors that fall you know, how is the church helping, you know, these men and or, or these leaders? How does the church actually react? And sometimes what we see is that people kind of like, they want to help, but they shy away because they don't want to be like, you know, involved with the same. Oh, I don't, you know, if they think I'm with him, they think I approve this or whatever it may be. And, and I think that's why we need to cling on to Christ. Because man will fail you. I will fail you. Maybe I have failed you. Maybe those around you have failed you. And if we're honest, maybe you failed people. 
So when we talk about stumbling, you know, where do we go from there? Some people run and hide. Some people uh, justify themselves or some people maybe shift and point the blame and point fingers. And I wish there was more resources. I mean, I listened to Steve Brown, uh, Key Life Ministries. It's actually here in Florida. And he has this website called Pooped Pastors. <laughs> and I mean, they have thousands and thousands of pastors who write and send emails. And, you know, they're going through struggles and they're going through things. And, you know, they're looking for help. And I think not not just you being a pastor, just living life as a mother, as a as a son or a daughter, as a father, as a dad, living this life, it's not easy. And we, we tend to look into ourselves to, you know, to get it done. When in reality, we should be to be depending on God. You know, we don't look to ourselves. And, and, I, and I take this quote always from Andy Mineo. And it's not, it's, not, and it's not like I'm pointing to myself. You know, I'm just a beggar uh, pointing to where the, another beggar pointing to where the bread's at. So we live in a life, so, you know, what, what would happen to you? What, what if they find out who you really are? And what's crazy is God already knows who you really are. In your heart, in your mind, in your private place so that no one sees, He already knows who you are. And, and, I, and I love this quote from Keller. It says that God loves you, right? And so He tells you, come as you are. But He loves you so much that He doesn't leave you. You know, as you are, you know, that God just not just loves you. He says, all right, come here. But there's love and there's growth and there's edification and there's restoring and there's peace. And that's something that we all want. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, in the book of Ephesians, it says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So this whole conversation about, you know, what if I stumble? We, we need to realize that we don't live for man, that we live for God. And that God is so, so good. I mean, it, we think sometimes that he's always angry at us. That he's like, oh, here goes Danny, he messed up again. Oh, here he goes again, he messed up again. Oh, I should just, and you know, that's what the enemy does. He uses those things. Just give up. You keep on messing up. You know, I remember going to Disney, right? Because, you know, we're in little families that go to Disney all the time. And I've said this story before, but it, it just resonates with what we're talking about. You know, we, we went to uh, Hollywood Studios, actually. And my kids were like, Dad, we want, you know, the... The ice cream with the ears, and we're like, all right. So now, you know, I'm going over there <laughs> trying to order, and you know, I was like, all right, you want one? You want one? And I told my wife, babe, you want one? I said, like, I'll grab one. And I think they're like eight dollars each. And then I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna grab three, babe. We'll share, we'll share an ice cream, right? But anyway, so, well, so we give, the, we grab the ice creams, and it's hot as it is in Florida always. And my youngest daughter at the time, Tiffany. And with this, because it happened a long time ago, she was really young. She's still a little clumsy. I'm sorry, Tiffany, I love you. But anyways, uh, she's clumsy like her mom. But anyway, so she was grabbing the ice cream, and she just opened it. She maybe took, like, one bite of the ear, and then the ice cream, like, fell on the floor and was, like, 
and like the Puerto Ricanness in me, I was like, "Ay, Dios mío!" You know, like this is eight dollars. You know, uh, you know, I was gonna call the the powerful chancleta, you know, to come and be like, "Oh, I can't believe you dropped this." And she, you know, she looked at me. She's like, oh, "I'm so sorry," and I'm like, "Ah," oh, you know. Anyway, so she's like, "It's all right, Dad. I don't want another one. It's you know, I, I didn't want one anyways." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Anyways, <laughs> so the next day, because we went for like the weekend. The next day, we went to one of the other parks, and we're walking, and I see the cart again. I'm like, oh, here we go. And my kid's like, Dad, can we have ice cream? Can we have ice cream? And then I was like, of course. And then I went and bought them ice cream, and uh, then I and I shared it with my my daughter, and, and, and you know she gave me some. I was like, awesome. And uh, but that was a teachable moment as well. You see, because that's how we think. We think because you know God gives us something and we drop it and we messed up. That the next day when we ask for a blessing, we think that God's going to give us wrath and he's going to come down like, no, because you remember yesterday when you dropped the ice cream, I'm not going to give you one today. And we think that God is just angry at us constantly. And what he actually extends to us is grace, is mercy. So this episode is not even an episode to encourage you to fall, but if you do fall, if you do stumble, you know, stumble, excuse me, if you do crawl, crawl to him, to the good father, like that Chris Tomlin song, right? He's a good father. Crawl to him. Now, listen to me. It doesn't matter what position you are in the church or in life. We all are in great need of Jesus. All of us. You know, because sin is great, right? It's big. But our Lord is greater. Our Christ is bigger. He is stronger. With you and me, it's not possible. But in Him, there's nothing that's impossible. So I want to encourage you, you know, encourage you today that you're listening to this. And I know it's a great question. You know, what if I do stumble, Danny? You know, what will they abandon me? And then people say, then you know who your true friends are. I would even say extend grace to those people as well because they need it too. But thank God, right? Thank God that man is not God, but that he is God. Because if not, I mean, where would our hope be? Thank you for tuning in. And this little conversation about what if I stumble? I mean, I wish we had more time to talk about some of these things. Uh, tune in for part two. And we'll get into a little bit more detail about these things. But I want to encourage you, if you were listening to this today, that what if I stumble? What if I fall? You know, man might abandon you. People might abandon you. But God will never abandon his children. You know, Scripture even tells us that he is faithful. He is faithful even in the moments where we are not faithful. So I hope this was a blessing to you. Hey, Thank you for checking this out. Please subscribe, share it, you know, with your friends and your families. And if you have any other requests or any questions or anything like that, you know, send me a message. We'll talk about this. You know, this is what we're trying to do. Que Dios me lo bendiga.